You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. This is our LinkedIn Live edition and I am really excited to be doing this show today with my good friend, special guest, Angelo Ponzi. In the spirit of full disclosure, I've known Angelo for quite some time. I do consider him a friend as well as a professional acquaintance. He's a member of the Renaissance Executive Forum's Orange County community, and I've invited him on the show today to talk about marketing and COVID-19. Angelo, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and LinkedIn Live. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. This is my first LinkedIn Live, so uh, where's the the sound effects? Come on. (laughs) Uh, Now, this is great. I I see others doing it, and I'm excited for you uh, as you launch into this new uh, venture here on LinkedIn Live. So I'm excited to be part of it. So thank you. Right. And uh, let's get right into it. And the the question is, why did you and why did Rick invite Angelo on LinkedIn Live? The answer is because of what Angelo is about to tell you about himself. So Angelo, could you explain to the listeners and the people on LinkedIn Live who you are and what you do? Sure, sure. So so my company, the Ponzi Group, provides interim fractional and consulting marketing and leadership services for small to medium-sized businesses. And we focus on the strategic and analytical side of marketing. We also take a holistic approach to working with our clients. You could consider us like architects, right? Marketing architects. We work with uh, in gathering insights from your customers, from your prospects, from the competition to the marketplace in general and helping to define fact-based approaches to your growth strategies. And then we act much like general contractors, keeping it in the same theme. And we work with either your internal teams or carefully vetted partners that we bring in to help execute the tactical plans that we develop. But we stay on and oversee it and manage the programs, make sure they stay on budget and on plan and that we're achieving the goals that we we set out. And that's really a, an important positioning. And, and I just want to sit on that for a second, if we can here, uh, as a marketing architect, because uh, I've seen the work that you've done for clients of the Renaissance community and others here in Southern California that I have a direct relationship as well. And the, the place that I find that you start is with the strategy, with the understanding of where it is and where you want to go before you get down into the tactics. Frankly, I've seen sometimes some of the clients uh, that we have in common, they're curious by the fact that you want to go up a level rather than get down and get deep real quickly. Can, can you explain why it's important for you and for your clients to kind of have a starting point, which is at a higher level, kind of as an architect? Sure. Well, it, it's building that foundation, having that foundational framework. It's, again, keeping it the same thing. If our foundation is wrong, everything else, the house that you built, so to speak, is going to crumble. And so by understanding the needs and wants and, and, and the approaches to your customers, what's happening with them, what what really has changed, especially we're going to talk about COVID. I mean, we, we have no people that their entire marketplaces have dried up. And as an organization, now what do they do? So we could run all the tactics in the world, but it's not going to be relevant to anybody. So by, by taking this approach, you really understand the nuances. I, I had a client, for example, in the software industry, and they had five different verticals that they were targeting. They had one message across all five verticals, 
and the relevancy of their message really didn't hit home and really any of them. And so by doing the research, we were able to find those nuggets of information, if you will, those nuances that we could focus on in developing the messaging and then trickling that down, if you will, into the tactical pieces. So when we were communicating, regardless of where they were in their customer journey, the messages we were delivering and the information we were delivering was really relevant. And That's why I start there. So what type of companies do you generally work with? And you know, what, what's your niche, Angelo? Sure. So I, I, I'm fortunate. I, I have been able to work with both B2B and B2C uh, throughout my career. But I would say in the last five or six years, which is when I, I started the Ponzi Group, which is actually, which a lot of people don't know, was the original name of the company I sold many years ago. And it just happened to be the URL was available about two years ago when I grabbed it and, and morphed into this company again. But I would say about 70% of my work has been in the B2B side. A lot of software, industrial products, distribution, those kinds of clients in the manufacturing space as well. And I try to target 3 million on the low end and about 75 million on the higher end. Typically much higher than that, they're gonna have someone like myself but on the lower end, they're maybe not quite there to invest the money in marketing and the kinds of work that I think they need to do where they want to spend all their money on, you know, their social media, their PPC or Facebook ads. And again, that's great, but it, it, what the, the work they're doing is irrelevant. So, but I, but I do have to say in the last kind of coming out of COVID about mid-May, I don't know what it is, but the, the startup community has been reaching out. So I've actually been putting together workshops consulting and, and mentoring packages for a lot of the startup community, because again, they've just, for whatever reason, uh, they've been reaching out like crazy and I'm a giver. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you're a giver, giver till it hurts. Angelo Ponzi, founder of the Ponzi Group, marketing architect is here with us on our LinkedIn Live platform. So let's get to the, the meat of what I was hoping to learn from you today. What are you seeing as a response from clients, customers, prospects, and the general marketplace? What are companies, how are companies responding to COVID-19 as it relates to their strategic and tactical marketing? Sure. Well, I have to go back to the beginning of COVID, if you will. And, and what happened is what shouldn't have happened is the majority of companies, I'll use that broad statement, started pulling their budgets. And I look at that as a, in a, expense mentality when it comes to marketing as opposed to an investment. Mm. So one of the things I personally did is I did a lot of research and, and wrote some articles and, and some presentations on this is that companies in other recessions that invested. So they looked at more of an operational balance. So how to save cash, but also how to invest in marketing and innovation for growth found that those companies that did that not only came out of the recession much faster, and growth strategies than, than their counterparts, that they are usually were ahead of their competition and usually ahead of where they were when they entered into COVID. So that was a lot of conversation. And like I said, right around that mid-May-ish, early May, I saw that a lot of the conversations and the workshops that I've been doing, the conversations shifted as now, what do we do going forward? And, and while I'm a planner and I like to look at three and five years, my recommendation was let's look at 90 days. Let's have a rolling 90 days so we can react quicker because why we really don't know what's going to happen. We all thought we were coming out of this not too long ago and now, you know, lockdowns and COVID is increasing. So yeah, we have to be cautious. We have to make sure we don't make the same mistakes that you made before. So I look at 90 day kind of rolling strategies, but I also look at playing, doing what if scenarios, right? Scenario 
planning and playing. So what if this happens? What, you, what are you going to do? What if that happens? It's kind of a little bit like crisis planning. We want to know how we're going to react before the crisis happens so we can so we can be prepared versus trying to manage it as it's happening. And so those are the kind of the two areas I've been focusing very strongly on. But the other one that has changed and, and we saw it, but it's really become prevalent is this kind of digital transformation. We knew, and I've talked about this before, that especially in the B2B world, but in general, potential customers are going online and searching for information. So there's an 85% increase in searching capabilities from 2016 to 2019, what they're doing. But as, but as what has increased in COVID is they're now looking for the actual interaction, the, the, the demos and, and, and those kinds of things that to, in order to really look at the products. So this kind of, you have to be online, we knew it, but now you have to be online in a bigger way. What we found in kind of the marketing and sales funnel before it was awareness and interest generating, which is really the a little bit of consideration was the kind of the realm of marketing and then we handed it off to sales. But the, the, the marketing tactics and responsibilities have actually pushed farther down into that funnel because there's a lot more activity going on online before anybody decides to pick up the phone or, or make a purchase. So that's been a, a shift. It's a moving shift. And I think it's, it's really brought this digital transformation even to a bigger light. That's interesting you say that because it seems like COVID has accelerated a number of trends that were already in business. And it sounds like the, that is one of the trends that it's, mm -hmm. it didn't create. It's just accelerating accelerated in the marketplace. Uh, you know, it's, it's been my experience watching several recessions and then the recoveries that follow that the companies who seem to get the cheapest market share are those that recognize they're in the recovery before the rest of the companies in their space maybe realize that, you know, the tendency is to pull back during tough times and not spend. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's an expense, not an investment. So it's almost like market timing. I don't know. You know, the only way I know to be good in the stock market is to be in the stock market. And so right. I, I sort of feel that way maybe about marketing a little bit as well. But can you put a finer point on that from your experience as far as being there in the early days? Do you support that? Being there early is when you can get some really good market share inexpensively? Well, absolutely. And, and, I, and I've said it probably 10 times already. It's about being strategic. It's understanding what your competition is doing and looking for those gaps and those opportunities it is a way to focus. If you see your competition moving into a new marketplace, for example, because maybe they have to or maybe because they've identified an opportunity, if you're watching them, you can go take a peek. Guarantee if you're if you're doing it, they're watching you. So so looking at, as I think I mentioned earlier, you know, as a as a client that's marketplace has, has, that they sell to is has been hurt by COVID. Now, what are they going to do? Right. They can wait and things come back or you can be aggressive and look at how can you take the products and services that you have to and broaden it out to adjacent markets or potentially even new markets altogether. So I think that those companies that are are kind of doing these things and, and doing those 90 day sprints and, and really reevaluating how they're approaching and selling and marketing and business in general are, are going to be able to grow much quicker. And to your point, grab share, especially in new market opportunities, right? You could be potentially become a leader in a new market segment with your products and services. Now, the other people coming in are the challengers, right? There's that whole challenger leadership mentality in the way the way you market, the way your, your voice of your brand. So all those things hinges. So continuing to mine in the mind that's potentially been mined. <laughs> if I said that correctly, <laughs> that's I mean, a lot it's, of mining. Ooh, it's a lot of mining. So <laughs> again, you, you've got to, you know. 
I won't go into oil and gas, uh, uh, you know, terminology, but you know, we got to look for for new wells, so to speak. It's interesting. We ultimately don't know what's going to happen. I think you're capitalizing on a trend because I I believe one of the trends that is coming out of this COVID-induced slowdown recession, call it what you're comfortable calling it, people, is that there will be more entrepreneurs minted because either they get laid off and they realize they need to take control of their career, whatever that may be. It just feels like to me we're going to see a bounce or we're seeing a bounce now in in formations of early stage companies. And for you to be offering packages and focusing on that market, I think that's really smart of you to be able to take your talents in to help those people to scale their early stage business. Well, again, you know, it's uh, it's that old cobbler in uh, his son's shoes, right? It's, you know, I, I remember somebody said to me one time, you know, you do a lot of marketing and I said, I'm a marketer. I don't believe in marketing. <laughs> You know, how can I advise somebody? So, yeah, I mean, I'm aggressive in looking at those market opportunities for myself. You know, everything, again, from startup to workshops. I recently developed a workbook that can guide somebody through an entire program. You know, I do videos. I'm in the developing in the middle of a course, uh, that proverbial book I've been talking about for quite a while. Um, you know, all these things to help propel and look at new market opportunities. Again, six months ago, seven months ago, if a startup came to me and said, hey, we want to get you involved and blah, 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 I might say, no, thank you. But now I see opportunity and, and I look and it gives me a chance to evaluate and help see how they're going to grow and if it makes sense to be involved with them. And again, I was there once, we were there once, and we look for people to help and guide us. That was a, a promise I made to somebody many, many years ago is how can I thank you and he said someday you'll be in a position to help people help young entrepreneurs and that's my payback and so that's that's what i do so uh and they may not just be young entrepreneurs the company may be young but they may be you know a little bit more experienced i was 49 when i started my business and so yeah i i know how helpful you've been to me over the years that we've worked together so if someone would like to uh get in touch with you we're kind of crawling along the bottom how they might be able to find you but you know, you just want to tell them as well how they can get in touch with Angelo Ponzi? Sure. The the best place is LinkedIn. Say so I'm very active there. So you can go to LinkedIn and find me there and connect. Also, uh, send me an email. Go to my website that you see crawling there on there. I've got a lot of videos. I have ebooks, a lot of advice and, and, and things you can download. And again, you can even book an appointment right there if you want to have a chat about whatever you're doing. And then and then my shameless plug is I also have a, a business radio show and podcast called the Business Growth Cafe. And I'd love you to check it out and subscribe to that as well. And again, a lot of business advice. I, I just uh, think I'm already at 112 shows way behind you at what, 1500 or some odd shows that, that you have a critical mass. And congratulations to that. I'm a neophyte at this, but uh, I'm happy I've made it this far. Well, it's been great to talk with you a little bit here on LinkedIn Live, a version, a special edition of the Critical Mass Radio Show on LinkedIn Live. Thanks for being a friend, a part of the community, and the help that you're giving to entrepreneurs throughout Southern California. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, Rick. Appreciate it. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 